0: I was in the Natural History Museum about a month or so ago. I had some friends with me, and amongst all the specimens, they had a giant sturgeon. Now, sturgeon is a fish And caviar is the eggs produced by the female sturgeon. I've never tasted caviar. I'm sure some of you listening have. It's a delicacy, costs an awful lot of money. But I thought to myself, I didn't know we had sturgeon in Irish waters. So I asked Terry, would he pop in and have a look and get the lowdown on this particular fish, which was caught in the River Liffey.
1: Now, as I said, I never knew we had sturgeon in Irish waters. Terry... Yeah well I never knew it either and I don't think we do have any now at the moment but there are a couple of specimens in the Natural History Museum and we saw one of them we being Paolo Viscardi the keeper and I he brought me in to show me a specimen that was a hundred years old and it's a weird looking fish if anyone's going into the Natural History Museum you should pay attention to this fish it's in there on the left hand side it's quite long it's actually like an old dinosaur it's got these scoots or plates on 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 the top of it for protection and it's got this really weird mouth the mouth is not what you'd think it is it's it's got these kind of barbels and it actually feeds by siphoning along the ground so yeah very interesting had a chat with paolo viscardi
0: come along this way uh terry i'll show you our sturgeon the one from the liffey
1: wow i've never seen a sturgeon before it's such an unusual fish isn't it
0: yeah, they are uh, quite weird-looking. This big specimen, this is a large one. This is uh, over six feet long, I think. It's uh, it's pretty huge.
1: Now, looking at it, the first thing I notice is there's no real dorsal fin on it.
0: No, no, they don't really have a dorsal fin. Um, they've got these scutes that run along the back, these kind of bony, armoured plates that run along the back. That's a very distinctive feature in itself. They're a very old fish, am I right? Yeah, the group's been around for quite a long time. I mean, the sturgeon as. We know it originated in the Cretaceous. They've been around for a good long time. So we're talking about these fish
1: not really having changed in shape in the last almost, what, 200 million years?
0: Well, um, yeah, it's more or less, more or less, actually. So it's a very effective shape. In classic classic terms, if it ain't broken, don't try to fix it. Um, And it kind of works for evolution as well. Because they they have very long lifespans, so they can live kind of 50, 60 years individually, they take a long time to breed, it can take them kind of, 15, 20 years, just to become sexually mature. So it's, it's actually quite similar to a human lifespan. You're talking about quite a, a, a slow reproductive rate, and that tends to mean slow evolution. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. You've also got a body plan that just works. They feed on kind of invertebrates in the mud. Yeah, yeah, An unusual thing about them, I'm told, is that they don't have teeth. Yeah, uh, so they've got these this kind of this strange like tube, almost like a yeah. Short if we get down sunk. there
1: and look underneath
0: it, you can see this. It's like a tube underneath the head, rather than yeah. a mouth. That's right, and that, that's basically because they they um, act like a vacuum cleaner. They go over the uh, the sediment on the bottom of, yeah. uh, kind of estuaries. So th- these they they're kind live. of scavengers. They're, they're a strange fish because they they don't really live in the oceans as such. Some of them go out to ocean, but most of them live in kind of estuaries and they they'll spawn upstream in the fresh water. Um, And this particular one is from the Liffey. This one's from the Liffey, yes. Tell me a little bit about this one, then. So this one came out of the River Liffey. I don't think there are actually that many from the Liffey, and we got this particular specimen in 1890. So you know, it's it's a fairly old specimen. It's been it's been here for a good long while, and as you can see, it's it's large. It's uh, you know, it's a. It's also
1: very black.
0: Yeah, um, now n- never trust the colour of museum specimens is my motto. So sometimes they will have been painted, sometimes they will have had soot embedded in the skin because this, this, this place used to be gaslit. Oh, so, yeah. um, so it wasn't intentional. It was it wasn't intentional. No, no, no. Um, sometimes it's just a case that soot gets into the specimen, and you know it's very hard to get soot out once it's in there. Yeah. But in this case, I suspect it was just kind of painted and it's a bit darker than you'd normally see in life because obviously once an animal dies it loses a lot of its natural coloration. A lot of that kind of sheen that you see from healthy skin or the kind of mucus that forms on the surface of things like fish quite frequently covers the scales and actually gives them a very different appearance to when they're dead and dried out. Of course it's also in a museum where we're lit by natural light as much as by gaslight, and Mm -hmm. so a lot of specimens are faded from that process as well so getting the natural color of things can be very very difficult in a museum environment. Looking at this one here, if I look just at the head of the fish, it's not unlike a catfish... Because it's got those those whiskers underneath. Yeah, it's got those little barbels, um, which effectively are there to sense, just like whiskers on a cat, it's there to sense the environment around it. So it uses those as it's kind of going over the surface sediment um, to feel where there might be things to eat. Because obviously the eyes, they're, they're up on the side, so it can see fairly well above it, and you can kind of see there's like, almost like a little notch above. Yeah, yeah. So it can see if there's anything above it. Uh, not that there are many predators of fish this size and you know, with these bony scoots down its back that's fairly safe from predators but still you need to be a bit cautious in the oceans
1: i've heard them referred to as being like dinosaurs or dinosaur fish
0: i think the fact that they've got these big kind of armor plated scales down their back actually plays a big part in that
1: they have become very very rare in irish waters and i think throughout the world as well why is that
0: yeah, I mean, they're one of the rarest fish... In fact, they're probably the fairest, uh, rarest fish group in the world because, basically, they just get overexploited. Caviar is is one of the big issues of course, they yeah, produce. Yeah, that's the, from the eggs. And for that's all. the eggs, absolutely. And, you know, the eggs are harvested from adults. If it's in the wild, they'll actually kill the adults to take the eggs, which not only means that you're not getting that spawning for that year. So they're not like salmon. They don't lay eggs once and then die. They keep on spawning um, over the course of years, not every year, but, but regularly.
1: So in ways they are somewhat highly evolved because, like you mentioned there about the egg eggling, but also this ability to be able to move in and out of seawater into freshwater.
0: Having a physiology that can adapt to those changing salinities is actually quite a remarkable thing. And you see it in salmon, you see it in eels, and you see it in sturgeon. But it's a very, very good trait because it means that you can exploit different habitats, different environments, Mm -hmm. and it opens up safer grounds for spawning, for example. So freshwaters tend to be somewhat safer than marine waters um, you have smaller predators you have different sorts of predators and generally it's a better place for, for your small fry mm. your little young to grow Survive. up in mm-hmm. yeah absolutely like a creche but wouldn't it be
1: lovely to see this unusual dinosaur type fish
0: swimming up the liffy? that'd be fantastic yeah they are incredible looking animals and you know, they've been around for a very very long time it'd be a real shame to see them disappear Thank you very much indeed, Terry Flanagan and Paolo Viscardi. And it's a wonderful specimen. If you ever find yourself in the area, go in and have a look. It's on the left-hand side. You don't even have to go up the stairs. Actually, you can't go upstairs anymore. There's only one floor in there. Richard, you've seen this many times, have you not? Yes, indeed, I have. It's,
1: it's a favourite with the grandchildren. They always think it's an extraordinary-looking fish. And it is a weird-looking character with his barb sticking out of his mouth and all this kind of thing. Obviously, something from the age of the dinosaurs isn't he?